I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We want to thank today's sponsor of our show, Byberg Small Business Insurance. Entrepreneurship is full of challenges and uncertainties. Your insurance policy doesn't need to be one of them. You can visit byberg.com to get a quote in minutes, purchase your policy, and be covered the next day. Policies start as low as $35 a month. You can also call 1-866-757-4487 to speak directly with a licensed agent who will gladly help you through the process and answer any questions you might have. Thank you to Byberg Business Insurance for being a sponsor of the Artie Friends podcast. And as always, we'll link this in our show notes as well as on our website if you guys want to check it out. Hello and welcome back to the Artie Friends podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. 
Today, we are going to be having on Rebecca Joy. She is a human design coach and podcast host. Human design is a system that combines astrology, the chakra system, and a few other things that I don't even fully understand still. So that's why we're going to have Rebecca on. Kara and I both did one-on-one readings with her last week, and we just thought it was so amazing and such a cool tool to help us understand ourselves that we were like, we need to tell our listeners about human design and bring on someone who actually knows what they're talking about. But before we do that, we're going to catch up really quick. This was a really long interview, so I think we'll just give a quick shout of what's been up in our live the last week, do our peaks, and then we'll get into it. Yes. I mean, not too many updates on my end. Been chilling here in St. Louis. Been in my pickleball era, playing some pickleball with friends. Yeah, I've had a pretty slow week. I'm very excited. I'm going to Chicago on Thursday to see my friend do a stand-up set. So I'm very much looking forward to that. My friend is doing, I think it's her second stand-up comedy show bit of all time. So very much looking forward to seeing her shine, do her performance. So I have that coming up this week. But yeah, just at home for now. And I would say my peak of the week was having this gorgeous dinner at this restaurant here in St. Louis called Bowwood by Niche. It was amazing. 10 out of 10 recommend if you're ever in St. Louis or if you live here. So delicious. And the patio was just so gorgeous. It made me feel like I was in Italy, in Europe. So yeah, that was my peak. Okay. Love that. Catching up for me, I went to Okaboji with Clay's family. And Okaboji is just like the cutest little town, especially for it being in the Midwest. It definitely gives me like Manzanita or like Bar Harbor vibes. So we went boating, we went for bike rides to a farmer's market, to little coffee shops. It's definitely just like a wholesome family vacation destination. His grandparents have a cabin up there. So also low key, I like going up there because it's like, all I have to do is pay for gas and food, which is awesome. And then my peak of the week is that I got super host status on Airbnb. A couple of times a year, they like do an analysis of the host accounts. And if you've met all the criteria, they'll give you super host status, but it's like kind of hard to get. So I am like so proud that I got that already because the first day or the first booking, whatever was only in mid-May. So to have already gotten super host status, I thought that was going to take me like a year or two, honestly. And I didn't have my hopes that high when the analysis came for this round because I was like, okay, probably not going to get it. I mean, I would love to. I hit the criteria, but... I won't be disappointed if I don't get it. And then I got it. So it's definitely very helpful for getting more bookings because then people see that you're like a legit host. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Also, I just want to say I love Okaboji. It's so much fun. It is so wholesome and so cute. I'm glad you had a great weekend there. Thank you. All right. And reading your guys' piece of the week, Ashlyn said, had my weekly Spanish class and felt noticeably more fluent while speaking and feeling closer to achieving my goal of becoming 100% conversationally fluent. Wow. I love that for you. Congratulations. Alex said, on vacation in the Colorado mountains with my family. Amazing. Have the best time. And Hillary said, falling madly in love. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I am so happy for you. Enjoy that honeymoon bliss. Jennifer said, flying to Stockholm tomorrow and then Amsterdam after that for the next month. Safe travels. Jennifer, have the best time and we are living vicariously through you. That sounds so fun. And as always, send in your peaks of the week on our Instagram story every Monday at Already Friends Podcast. 
Perfect. Well, today we are having on, like we said, Rebecca Joy. Rebecca Joy is an entrepreneur, podcaster, and a human design coach. She teaches entrepreneurs and introspective seekers how to be in tune with their genius. So she hosts the show, The Joyride Podcast. She takes listeners on a journey through mastering the highs and lows of life. But yes, in her individual chart reading sessions, she wants people to want to know who they are and what they came here to do. Rebecca is going to share all about human design in a tangible way that provides valuable insights on the various types, profiles, and energy centers that make up our unique blueprints. Yeah, during our conversation, we talked all about what really is human design, what makes up a chart, all the different vocabulary terms and such. We also dove into how you can understand your own human design chart, why you might want to get a human design chart reading, how you can analyze your strengths, your weaknesses, just to become more in tune with yourself, more aware of who you are. Because as she'll say in this episode, a lot of people come to her feeling lost, like they don't really know what they're, again, supposed to be on this earth for. And she helps provide clarity to her clients with those readings and with working with her one-on-one. Yeah, and one last quick thing. I saw, I think it was a TikTok about someone talking, these people that they find like celebrities or influencers that are absolutely killing it, athletes. She did a deep dive and found their human design charts online and was like, wait, they're like literally living what their chart says they're meant to do. So if you've never really heard of human design or maybe you've kind of heard of it, but you don't know a lot about it, definitely stick around for this conversation because Rebecca does a great way of explaining it to us in a a very casual conversation tone and makes it seem less far out. So without further ado, here is Rebecca Joy Weintraub. Rebecca, thanks so much for being on today. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. We are both so fascinated with human design and we cannot wait to get into more of this. I know this is something new for me. I had never really heard of this six months ago. So I feel like before we get into it, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. Give us your background, where you live, all the good stuff. Sure thing. Well, my name's Rebecca Joy Weintraub. I'm 27 years old. I am a Virgo sun, Gemini moon, Cancer rising. I am a 6'2 emotional manifesting generator, which I know to everyone listening, they're like, what the heck did she just say? We'll get into it. I'll explain as to what all that means. But I am 27 years old. I live in Austin, Texas. I've been living here since June of 2019. So it's been a little over four years, which is wild. Sometimes it feels like four months. Sometimes it feels like I didn't even have a past life before living here because I feel so, so rooted and so connected to the people here and to just Austin in general. But I am originally from the San Francisco Bay Area. I went to the University of Arizona, graduated in 2017, and I launched my human design coaching business on 111 of this year. So I just hit my six month mark, actually a week ago from today. And since then, everything in my life has truly just been blossoming. I've been expanding. I've been going down the rabbit hole of the personal development, self-mastery type of journey for 
I want to say five, six years, but I truly now feel like I am walking in my purpose and I'm just seeing myself and my soul unravel through this work and through everything that I'm expanding my gifts into. So it's been a very enlightening and awakening type of journey. Okay. Taking it back a little bit, I always love to hear what sparks people's personal development, healing, wellness journey. Was there something for you that was like a catalyst or what kind of got you started in moving towards this area of work? Mm. So I have always, I've always had this strong connection to myself and this very deep rooted sense of an inner knowing. I remember being 20 years old, sitting in my my room in my sorority house, this was my junior year, and listening to a podcast episode of the Life Coach School. And I just had this inner knowing that I would be a coach. But like anyone else, when you have this inner knowing, you don't know how it's going to manifest. You don't know how it's just going to be manifested into your physical reality. So of course, I shut it down. And at the time, my interests were totally different. I thought at the time I was going to be like a makeup artist and I was getting super into YouTube and fitness and the whole thing. So after I graduated college, I found myself being so passionate and so lit up by a million different things. And every passion had its own timeline. So I would do something for six months, put my all into it, and then I'd get over it. And then I'd move on to the next thing. But there was this underlying energy throughout every single passion, job, talent, gift that I exercised that I just had this energy and this knowing of being a coach and guiding people back home to themselves. So throughout me stepping into each one of these passions, I think it was just like another light bulb, another light bulb moment, another aha moment, a deeper, a deeper sense of that, that connection that I was building with myself. So I'm sure that you hear a lot of people when they talk about, oh my God, I had this one spiritual awakening and I almost died. And it was like this whole, oh my God type of moment. I didn't really have that one catastrophic, this is a light life-changing type of moment. It was a series of synchronicities. It was a series of all of these little moments, all of these scattered dots that are just now being connected. So I hope that answers your question. Wow. So having those multiple passions underlying, was that root for helping people, would you say? Is that what was kind of connecting? Or Because I know that's something you say as your mission statement is like, you want to help people find out who they're meant to be. Yeah, definitely. And I it's been tweaked over the years as I've established a deeper connection to myself. I used to feel like I just want everyone to be in love with themselves because I've always thought that everyone needs to be their own and their number one priority in their life. As I've matured and as I've expanded these gifts of mine, I've realized, oh, what I really want to help people do is I want to teach someone how to understand themselves in the fullest capacity. I want to be the catalyst and help teach someone how to be in tune with themselves because deep rooted everyone knows himself. Everyone understands himself. But there's this kind of like this block happening between I don't trust myself enough to follow what I know feels right to me in my own body. So I really want to be kind of like the shit starter in a sense. I want to rev up that engine. I want to help you get to this place where you are constantly coming back to yourself for advice, for trust, 
for leaning into your intuitive gifts that only you can feel because I can help reflect back to you what you already see within yourself, but I will never be in your own body. It's kind of like that saying of like the only person's heartbeat. I don't know. It's that one saying about a mom and that feeling your baby's heartbeat. It's like, I will never be in your body. I'm here again to help guide you back to what you already know is true, but it's really establishing that foundation. It's being the catalyst and and really opening up this sense of trust and knowing that you can trust yourself because no one else knows what's best for you besides you. So in your process, you're obviously trying lots of different tools and modalities to connect more with yourself. What led you to discovering human design and what made you feel like, ooh, this is this is the tool that I love and want to share with other people? Just like you said, I have tried so many modalities and I'll never stop because it's just a huge part of who I am and how my energy exerts itself. I like to think that I'm a guinea pig when it comes to the whole health and wellness type of spiritual realm. So I've tried so, so many different things. I've tried Reiki. I've done tarot. I've worked with energy healers. I work with a holistic practitioner right now. I've worked with all of these people. Again, it's something externally. It's something physically outside my body. But at the time when I first found out about human design, I was walking along our beautiful Ladybird Lake here in Austin, which is somewhere that I go to frequently to connect with myself and to get these very deep channeled messages from the universe, from the divine, whatever you want to call it. And I was listening to this episode on Kenzie Burke, her old podcast. She is very well known in the health and wellness space. She had on Jenna Zoe, who is the creator of My Human Design, which is where I got certified in human design. She's not the founder of human design, but she's very, very well known in this space. Like I would say one of the top three OGs basically. So she was just explaining about what human design is and it really really, really resonated with me. And like I mentioned before, I've always known that there was this underlying energy of me being a coach. But what I found was there was this disconnect between myself and feeling this sense of I can just give advice and anyone's going to take it. Because one of the most triggering things for me that I've found throughout this whole personal mastery entrepreneurial journey is people are just speaking from what they know and what they believe in. But a lot of times I don't necessarily agree with the advice that they're given. Yes, I have that deep-rooted sense of self-awareness to discern between, okay, they're speaking about a topic that they feel really passionate about because it's worked for them. But I have this sense of self-awareness to know, okay, just because it works for them, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for me. And so I found myself being triggered a lot because... I would kind of get angry about why people were preaching about these 5 a.m. morning routines and this and that and things that just I knew in my body working for me. So anyways, I really resonated towards what she was saying about human design and I decided to look into it. I have found that every new modality, I've never sought it out. It's always just come across my path at the right time. That's one of my mantras that I live by is I'm always in the right place at the right time. Things always come to me in the right place in the right space at the right time. And it was just the right time. I was finishing up a journey of selling product on Amazon, which is so, so not who I am as a person. 
it was very ego-led in a sense, but I found out about this podcast, listened to it, and decided I'm going to go get my chart read. I'm going to go find out what this whole human design chart reading is for myself. So I went and got my chart read, and it was truly the most incredibly expansive experience. And I know that you both can resonate with this because I did both of your individual chart readings. It was as if someone someone gave me the language as to what I've been feeling in my physical body my entire life. And as you now know, because you've had a session with me, I'm pretty much the only one doing the majority of the talking. Yes, you chime in and you give me examples where you resonate and you share things with me. But during this reading, it almost felt like I was the one doing most of the talking because every single thing that she said, I was like, holy shit, how did you know this? Oh my God, it was just an out-of-body experience. So because I had such an expansive experience about this, I really took the time and space after shutting down everything that I was in the works for in regards to Amazon and building these online businesses, which really were not connected with my soul path. And I took the time and space and really, really thought about it because I knew that my coaching business would come to light at some point. And I just had this very strong intuitive inner knowing that this was the time and this was going to be the missing puzzle piece because I had everything else. I used to be a personal trainer back in the day. I'm well-versed on holistic health and wellness through everything that I've learned. I've done all these other modalities. I have all of this amazing advice to give to people, but what is going to make it so customizable and so specific to each individual? And I found that through having my very own experience, which I think this goes to say for every single thing that you do, a lot of times there just is no resonance unless you've tried it out and experienced it for yourself. So I experienced it for myself. I know how incredibly life-changing human design is. And now being six months into my business, I truly fully feel like I'm actually living my design. Because that's one thing. I can tell you all these things about yourself, but then it's the next layer of let's actually start to integrate how you are supposed to be moving through this physical world in a way that is truly, truly in alignment with with who you are. Mm -hmm. So when you were the person receiving your first human design chart reading, walk us through a little more of like what that experience was like so that someone listening who is maybe curious about having a chart reading can understand more like what human design really is and what a reading would look like for them. So I went into this chart reading completely blind And the only information that I had to go off of was this one podcast episode that I listened to. So I just went in blind with no expectations. And that's something that I now fully trust in within everything that I deep dive into in my life. I just go in thinking, I'm going to take it for whatever it is. If I resonate it, if I resonate with this, amazing. And if not, I will have learned something and, and taken away something from it. So I went into this reading and my reader, her name is Sean. She's such an incredible human. Being, she just gave off this very warm, open, inviting, ethereal type of energy. And the way that she relayed all this information to me was kind of story like in a sense. And I construct my readings in a very different manner. I take on more of the teacher role and I really want to teach you the information that I'm giving you. But what we went over was the first and the number one most important thing in human design is knowing your energy type. There are five different 
energy types in human design. So very different from an Enneagram Myers-Briggs with most people, if you don't know what human design is, you kind of just push it into that same category. It's completely different and I'll tell you why. With those tests, there's something called a solar plexus in human design. It's one of the nine energy centers. If you have this center lit up, that means that you're an emotional. I'm an emotional. So what that means is my body is constantly putting me through this roller coaster wave of emotions. If I go to take that Myers-Briggs or Enneagram test and I'm in a high that day, I'm answering the questions in a very different way. I mean, if I'm if I'm answering those questions on a day where I'm in a complete shithole and I'm in a low and I'm feeling so bad about myself, the answers are going to come out differently. It's just like, it is what it is. It kind of reminds me, this is going to sound funny, but you know, growing up in elementary school and in middle school where in those magazines, they would have like these little tests about you, like in Cosmopolitan or People or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was so enthralled by these mini little tests. I would take them constantly. And of course, I'm like, oh my God, this is telling me about myself. But it really was all based on how am I feeling that day? So in human design, it's totally different because it's a mix of of logic and science and it's a mix of mysticism. So the system itself is made up of five different modalities, Eastern and Western astrology, the chakra system, the Kabbalah, the Chinese book of changes, which is called the I Ching and the genetic code. So it's a really good mix of like Eastern, Western, old, you know, logistical type of things, science and mysticism, the whole thing. So going back to the energy centers, there are five energy centers in human design, generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. So your energy type is really your aura. This is how people are seeing you. So she first went over that and she told me that I'm a manifesting generator, that my energy is very sporadic. It's all over the place. I'm the multi-hyphenate, the multi passionate person that is here to do and hit mastery on so many different things. And immediately it clicked for me because as I'm having this reading, I'm like, holy shit, this makes so much sense. Why I've had 97 million different passions in my life. And I found myself and my energy being so all over the place. And I couldn't really commit to one thing, but I would hit mastery on each thing so much quicker than the next person. So that's the first thing that we went over. Then we went over my authority, your authority. There are seven different authorities in human design. Your authority is how you you make all of your decisions in your life subconsciously and consciously. So I found out that because I'm an emotional, I make all of my decisions in my life based on my emotions. But because I'm constantly riding this wave of I'm high, I'm low, I'm all over the place. I tell my clients, if you're an emotional, it kind of gives off this bipolar type of energy. So you never really know where you're, where you're feeling emotionally until you give yourself ample time to come to this point of I'm cool, calm, and collected and then you can go ahead and make a decision. So we talked about that. And of course that resonated with me. I'm like, oh my God, just every single thing that she said, it was almost like this psychic ability. Like, how do you know this about me? And I think what's so cool and what really differentiates this system from getting Reiki done or, you know, a sound bath, energy healing, getting your cards pulled, that is more of someone consciously seeking answers and you receiving those answers in this present moment. But you can ask new questions every single day and you will get new answers every single day. This system is teaching you how you operate. So what I will tell clients at the beginning of my sessions is I'm teaching you how to be in tune with your system so that whatever happens in life, when you're hit with all of this uncertainty and you don't know how to move next, you can always come back to how do I do things? 
How do my emotions work? How do I make decisions in my life? What am I really gifted at? What am I really good at? What do I enjoy doing? So it's you really learning your own operating manual. It's almost like you get this piece of furniture in the mail and then it comes with this manual and then you have to put this piece of furniture together to work. I mean, you don't want to build a dresser and have one leg just like falling off. There's no way. So it's kind of like we're working backwards in a sense. Obviously, we're all here as individuals in our own physical bodies, but now we're working backwards and figuring out how do I operate in my highest alignment? It's learning what am I comfortable with? What am I not comfortable with? So beyond that, we went over all of my gifts, which are called gates in human design. There are 64 gates. Everyone has a different number of gifts in your chart. And then we went over my channels, which is how you are naturally expressing and transmuting your energy. And just like I said, with the energy type and the strategy, I mean, every single thing that she said just resonated with me. And I walked away feeling like I got this permission slip to just accept myself for who I am. And through that acceptance, I really learned to understand like there are things that I just naturally do. And there are things that I'm naturally gifted at. And maybe I didn't see these natural skills and gifts as a gift, but they are. Mm -hmm. I love the theme of acceptance and accepting, like you said, your gifts, your strengths, talents, whatever. Because I know my session, something that you talked about was, okay, you kind of work in in flows. So maybe you're full in on something and you go super hard on something and then you pull back. And for some people that might be seen as inconsistent or like, you know, a weakness, but it also means I can get a lot done in a really short amount of time and I can kind of fly through things. So I think for me, that helped me understand, like accept that that's who I am. Like that's just how I work, I guess. And it can help me use that as a strength and not a weakness. Totally. And we all have different strengths and weaknesses. That's one of the number one things that I talk about in human design. We're all really, really good at certain things. We're not all good at the same things. We also have very different weaknesses. So you may be someone who's shining light on your weaknesses. Why don't we shine that light on what you're really, really good at? You don't have to be good at everything. And guess what? There are also things that you are incredibly gifted at, but you don't enjoy doing. That's another piece of this Mm -hmm. puzzle. Is understanding, okay, I may be really good at X, Y, and Z, but does that actually fuel me? Does it actually bring me joy and light me up? Maybe not. Yeah. Okay, so true. We're going to take a quick break to talk about today's sponsor of our show, Bybrook Small Business Insurance. As a new business owner, you might feel lost and overwhelmed, so talking to an insurance expert can be really reassuring and provide peace of mind You can spend more time running your business and doing what you love. Whether you're a contractor, landscaper, photographer, podcaster, life coach, consultant, notary, or maybe you own a business like a travel agency, a boutique, or healthcare and social assistance industries, whatever you do with your small business, there's a good chance insurance can protect you and your company from the potential risks of owning and operating a business. We actually had on insurance advisor Ben Topping from Byberg on episode 131, and he actually talked us through real-life small business scenarios where insurance was crucial. We both learned so much in the episode, and I definitely feel more empowered as an entrepreneur now knowing what I know about insurance and how it's so important for businesses, not only for myself, but for our listeners too. In this episode, you'll hear about the different types of small business insurance policies, why you need it, and what it covers. 
If you call 1-866-757-4487, you can speak with one of Byberg's licensed agents and they'll walk you through each of their policy types and how to get a specific policy for your business needs. Or you can call that number to purchase a policy within minutes. You can also go to Byberg.com and be covered the next day. Byberg is part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway company, so you can trust they will be there financially. They have a 4.9 star average customer review rating and it is truly a one-stop shop for your business insurance needs, which is amazing and policies start as low as $35 a month. Thank you to Byberg for sponsoring our show and having been on in episode 131. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, with all that, what role do those other modalities play into it? Do you personally still find your astrology really fascinating, your Myers-Briggs? Do those kind of go hand in hand, would you say? Or how do those other systems, those tools for self-discovery play into human design? Yeah. So I will forever be someone that's so excited about discovering new modalities and trying them out on myself because they all across the board, they all shine light on your patterns, on your behaviors, on your habits. Like there's so much resonance that I have found within astrology. Astrology plays a huge role in the human design system. But all of these other modalities, let's talk about breath work, somatics, energy healing, massage, chiropractor, acupuncture, Reiki, all of these things just help you heal and help you purge in a sense to create that space for that self-awareness to be here. So I'm getting this visual of a tree because I'm looking outside my window right now and there's a tree. So the way that I like to think about human design is to me, human design is really the foundation. It's the tree roots. And then you have all of your branches. So to me, all of those 
those branches symbolize all of those other modalities that I will continue to use and that I recommend to my clients. Because at the end of the day, I'm very well-versed in human design. I can shed a lot of light on holistic wellness. I can share a lot about personal development and introspection and meditation and journaling and all those things. But at the end of the day, I don't have all of the answers. No one does. So what I'm also here to do is be a, be a guide and be a reference and share these incredible modalities with the people that are choosing, intentionally choosing to work with me because they all play a huge part in understanding yourself. Yes, I think Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram are fun. That's not something having, knowing now all of this incredible information about human design, I don't think I would ever go tell someone, go take your Enneagram and then tell me what it says. Because like I mentioned before, it's totally reliant on how you're feeling that day, your emotions, but all these other modalities and other ways where you can explore how to connect with yourself on a deeper level. Of course, I would recommend that to someone. But human design is just, it's in a different, it's like you can't even compare because it's in a different playing field, basically. And your Myers-Briggs and Enneagram are reliant on your perception of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know in your, my human design reading, it's like you reading my chart, you're telling me what you observe from the information that I've given you. So it's completely different. Like I could think that I'm really quiet and nervous around people and, and awkward and stuff, but my human design chart could say something completely different. Totally. And that's something that I've really had to come to terms with is most of the time, and it, I'm thinking like energy-wise, when I'm working with an energy being, which is the generator or the manifesting generator, usually these people are giving me great energy in a session. And I can tell that there's a lot of resonance. I can tell that the things that I'm saying are hitting home for them because they just give off this really magnetic type of energy and I can feel it. Now, other people that I work with who are non-energy beings, which are the manifestors, projectors, and reflectors, not all the time, but most of the time, I'm not getting that sense of resonance for some reason. Maybe it's how they're feeling that day. Maybe it's just because they're just not a natural energy being. So I'm not feeling this sense of, oh yeah, this is so exciting. Like, yes, I feel really connected to what you're saying. But yeah, like I mentioned before with the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, it's all dependent on your self-concept, on your self-image, where I really had to learn, you know, even if I give someone this information, I would really, really hope that you walk away from our session with some sort of clarity within one aspect mm -hmm. of your life, which you will. There's just no way in hell that you would walk away from a session with me not learning something about yourself. Mm -hmm. But I've had to really come to realize like, you know, some people that I work with, I'll never see them again. And that's okay. Maybe Maybe they haven't opened up this space within themselves to really dive deep into that sense of self-awareness because on a test like an Enneagram or Myers-Briggs, Myers it's probably just validating you on the things that you want to be seeing about yourself. Whereas a lot of times I'm shedding light on things that maybe you aren't really yet comfortable with. Or again, maybe I'm telling you something where it's like, you're so incredibly naturally gifted at this. And then you have to sit back and be like, oh, I actually am because this comes really easy to me and I've never really thought of it like that. Okay, kind of heading in a different direction here, but not to play de 
devil's advocate because I'm a very spiritual person. I'm all into the human design and the woo-woo. But I was recently having a conversation with someone who I would describe as more religious, like is part of organized church religion. And I was asking them how, because they're also very into astrology, how that made sense in their brain. So if someone is listening that is a little more of a religious background, how would you... I don't know, reassure them that these are separate or how they work together and that getting a human design reading doesn't go against their faith per se. Mm, That is a very interesting question. I actually was at a birthday party this past weekend and I was talking to this man who he must have been at least 60 years old. And I'm telling him about what I do. And a lot of times it's hard for me to put into words as to what I do because it's just a feeling. And I just in one liner say, I teach people how to be more in tune with themselves through human design. And of course they ask, what is that? Blah, blah, blah. So then he started asking me all these questions about what do you believe in? I said that, well, I was raised Jewish. I had a bat mitzvah. I still, you know, believe in the principles of Judaism, but I'm way more connected to the spiritual side of life and the universe and having a higher power and all those things. And he started asking me all these questions about, well, what do you, what do you feel about Jesus? And do you feel like he, you know, the whole cross and the whole story and the whole thing. And I told him, you know, I don't, I don't put much thought towards organized religion and Jesus and all that because one, in Judaism, we don't view Jesus as the same thing as someone does in Catholicism or Christianity. But more so to answer your question, it's all about just being open. Like human design is a system of you tuning in to your sense of self-awareness. Self-awareness doesn't have anything to do with if you believe in Jesus and if you believe this and that, and if you're Muslim or or Hindu or whatever, it's like, it's something totally separate. And in my eyes, it's, it's a personal development tool and religion doesn't fall under that category. Yes. As I explained before, the way that this modality is made up is through Eastern and Western astrology and the Kabbalah and all these things, but still it's, it's just a system of, of learning more about yourself, of deepening your self-understanding. And yes, of course, you can deepen your sense of self through organized religion. But to me, it's just like in a whole different category, just like what I mentioned, like I can't even compare the two because they're totally different. I mean, I had a reading with one of my very, very good friends who is Mormon. In Mormonism, it's like the complete opposite of what I'm teaching in human design, where in Mormonism, because I've had readings with people who used to be in the Mormon church and now are not. And they say, you know, in Mormonism, they teach you that what you're feeling in your body is not something that you can trust in. Yet, I had a reading with one of my very, very close friends who every single thing that we went over in her chart reading, she's like, hold up, let me bring out what I think I think it's called like the prayer that she was given by a bishop when she left to go on her mission. And there were so many patterns and so many synchronicities as to what this bishop told her in this prayer and what I gave to her in this human design chart mm-hmm. reading. So again, there's a lot of resonance here. And I don't think it's something to be scared of or to be fearful of. My dad sometimes will joke to my mom like, oh, I won't let Rebecca do a chart reading on me. I'm like, dad, I'm not going to like, I'm not like, you know, have my hands <laughs> over a crystal a ball and I'm going to tell you, you know, you're going to die at 75 because of this. It's not like that. Like, I'm not like this scary psychic tarot reader that's going to 
tell you, you know, this is exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. It's the opposite. I'm telling you, no matter what happens tomorrow, which I don't know what the hell is going to happen in your world tomorrow, you're going to be good because you understand yourself. Does that answer your question? Yeah, definitely. I just, I forget that sometimes with the podcast, there's so many people receiving the information from very different backgrounds. And since the majority of people I feel like in my closer circle, I would say are more spiritual than a part of like an organized religion. I forget how many different faiths are out there. And like, it had never even crossed my mind, like that someone maybe would think that astrology or human design could go against their faith when I agree. Like, it's just, it's just another tool. Like if you practice journaling or breath work or yin yoga, that doesn't make you a bad Catholic or something, in my opinion. Okay, cool. I think we should go next into kind of giving a little dive into our experiences and kind of talking more about what we learned in our sessions. I feel like as a listener, it would be helpful to hear some of the examples of, you know, what energy types we were, what some of our gifts were so that you could, I don't know, maybe think about what that would look like if you got a reading. So I know you said there's five energy types. Should we both share kind of which one ours were? Maybe you can give some insight into those energy types. Yeah. Share whatever you feel called to share. I'd love to hear. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Because I don't want to pressure us to share too much because I know they are very personal, but I feel like this one I feel comfortable sharing. I, when I was with you, you told me that I was a generator energy type because there's again, generator, manifesting generator, projector, manifester, reflector. And I was a generator, which do you mind sharing what that energy type is? And I guess, Allison, which one were you? I'm also a generator, right? Okay. Yay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So... I know that a lot of people are going to resonate with the generator energy type because right now, collectively, we have about 70% of people falling under this category. So if you are a manifesting generator, you also fall under this category of being a generator. You are a generator just with very strong manifestor tendencies. So the generator is the life force. You are someone that is here to create good energy for not only yourself, but for other people as well. The main key concept with being the generator energy type is you have to engage in things that light you up, that bring you joy, that bring you pleasure. You are someone that is an energy being. So you have this ability to not only create energy for yourself, but to sustain that energy as well. Because you're kind of like an energizer bunny. You can go and go and go and do and hustle and create and build, but you're only able to continue that momentum and to keep on creating and sustaining that energy if you are pouring that life force energy into things that are lighting you up, that are bringing you joy, that are bringing you pleasure. And I know that I talked about this a lot with the both of you is it's going to give you a very strong adverse effect if you are pouring your time and energy into things that don't light you up. So as a generator, most generators that I work with are either you know current people pleasers or are recovering people pleasers because when you're an energy being and you're giving off this very abundant magnetic like I just want to be in your aura type of energy, people are naturally looking to you and you're they're seeing you as being incredibly capable. And okay, she has so much energy. I want to take some of that energy that she has. So that's where those people-pleasing tendencies come in. So the biggest thing to work on as a generator is to know that you make things happen in your life by responding, by constantly 
taking inventory of your space, of who's coming into your space. Who are you giving your time and your energy to? Who are you giving all of your yeses to? Who are you giving your noes to? And just constantly taking conscious inventory of that because if you are filling up your time with things that are actually feeling like a no to you in your body, you're not allowing any space for those hell yeses. Whether those hell yeses come in through the people, through opportunities, through new passions and drives in your life, those hell yeses can't come into your life if you're filling up your plate with all of these, "Mm, I'm just doing this because I've always done this. This is what's comfortable for me. But actually, it's a hard no. So when you do a reading, is there a specific order that you go in or do you kind of bounce around with the entire chart? Yeah. So there's definitely an order. I first go over what human design is. If you're coming to me and you're like, I have no idea what the system is. I'll talk a little bit about what human design is. I'll go over the difference between what masculine versus feminine energy is the nine energy centers all go into your energy type, your authority, which again is how you make your decisions in your life. Because those two are, if you don't understand anything else in your chart, or if we don't go over anything else, really, if you have a very strong connection to this is my energy type, this is my aura, and this is how I make my the decisions in my life. And this is how I'm actually making things happen for me. You've got a good grip on understanding a lot about yourself. So then from there, I just move through the reading in a very intuitive way. Some people just don't say anything. And I'm sitting there sharing 99% of the time, which can one get very exhausting, because I'm not getting that feedback of like, okay, are they vibing with this? Is their resonance there. And there's people like the both of you who chimed in a lot. And I love when people, when people not only share with me their own personal examples, but it's like we get to have those aha moments together in this space. So I will intuitively work through what I feel you need to hear, whether that's talking about the arrows at the top of the chart, whether that's talking about your life theme, which is your incarnation cross, going into your strongest gifts, going into like the the particular placement of those gifts and how you express those gifts through the energy center. We'll go over the channels, your profile, which is like your archetype or that's what kind of is the most aligned to an Enneagram or Myers-Briggs. So I kind of just intuitively take it as to what I feel you need in that session. Something that I've learned about myself now having being six months into running this business is I used to come into these sessions and just go full throttle and feel like I had to share every single thing. That's not the point of these sessions. The first session, you will get you will get a lot of really great introductory knowledge as to who you are and how you operate. But that's where my long-term coaching containers come into play. Like some people within the first five minutes, they're like, okay, you said this, but now I want to understand like how I can actually implement this and this and that. And I'm like, like that is the that is the point of working with me long term which i'm finding that a lot of people are coming to me they don't they don't i think consciously know this about themselves but they just want that very quick fix they just want that quick hit of dopamine of like i want to get all of my questions answered and i'm like that takes a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of space that you need to consciously open up within yourself to get yourself there. So this first session is a beautiful introductory as to how you operate. But besides that, going deeper and diving deeper, that is a lot of work and takes a lot of energy. Yeah, we're very complex people. You can't figure it all out within 60 minutes. That would be impossible. Yeah, 
Totally. Um, a question that I would like to ask the both of you. So the three of us, one of our strongest gifts in our chart is coming from the spleen center. The spleen is a physical awareness center. The spleen is really the oldest center in the human body. And it's all about instinct. It's all about primal survival. It's all about fears and anxieties, but also incredibly strong attunement. So we all have our spleen defined, which means that we all have a very, very strong and consistent and reliable instinct voice. Now, the three of us have gate 57, which is called the gift of intuition. Now, explain this to the both of you. On one end of all of these gifts coming from the spleen center are strong fears, deep, deep subconscious, like wounded fears. So that fear is the fear of future tripping, the fear of constantly projecting yourself into this future timeline. On the flip side of that is this intuitive gift of knowing what's coming next. So that's why this gift is called the gift of intuition. I would love to know how the both of you have really tapped into this gift throughout your own entrepreneurial journeys. That is such a good question. I feel blessed that ever since I was young, my mom has always told me that I have an incredible sense of intuition. So I do think that was valuable from a young age to hear that and believe that about myself because then I've been able to really follow where my intuition has led me. And when I get an idea, it's like for me, the intuition will scream louder if I don't listen. So it's like, hey, do this, do this. And if I'm not following and tapping into that, it will shake me really hard and cause things around me to be very challenging to try to like redirect me. It's almost like if I'm like a car on a road and the intuition is like putting roadblocks to try to send me down the right path. And if I try to veer off, it's like, no, 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 no. Get back on your course. Oh, amazing. Yes. That made me like feel so good because I get that and I feel that it screams louder and louder and louder. Mm. Yeah, I totally resonate with the mother figure saying to that you have a really good intuition. Like same here. My mom always growing up was always telling me that I had a very strong intuition, that I had a very special gift with intuition. So that's so funny that I also relate with that. Same. I mean, I think I allow my life to be open and flexible enough that when intuition is telling me to do something, thing. I've built that flexibility of where I can change things or adapt and be malleable. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I feel like I've been able to listen to my intuition because I've set up my life in a way where not all of my decisions are so set in stone. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I think having this gift of intuition is, again, you both are sacral beings. So all of your decisions in your life are based off of what your gut is telling you to do. A lot of times the gut but the gut just has this feeling. It has this sixth sense of this is what I'm called to do. Even if people don't understand this, this is what feels right to me, where our minds are always trying to chime in and give their two cents. But a lot of times you can't perfectly put into words why you have this feeling of why you should go and do something. So I think having this gift of intuition coming from the spleen center is you both know what's safe for you, what's healthy for you. It's trusting in that intuition. And using that gift of intuition like muscle memory and telling yourself and almost challenging yourself in the sense of, okay, if I don't follow you and I go in the opposite direction, just like what Allison said, that intuition is going to speak up and get louder and louder and louder until the point where it's like, okay, holy shit, I have to follow what you're saying because enough of this, like <laughs> I can't even deal with this. 
So it's coming back to that sense of I'm trusting myself enough to continue to act on my intuition. And that just gets easier over time. The hardest part, and I know that you both will resonate with this because we're all entrepreneurs here, is the hardest part of anything in life is getting started. So many people come to me and they're like, Rebecca, they want me to give them the secret. How do I make my first move? How do I take my first step? I tell them, you just have to fucking go and do it. There are no right answers. When I launched this business, I was like foaming at the mouth when it comes to my passion and my excitement and my drive. I had no marketing blueprint. I had no sense of how I was going to market this business, how people were going to come to me. I just knew it was this very strong intuitive feeling. I have to do this. And if I don't, it's like I'm I'm going against myself. And I don't want to I don't want to live my life like that. So mm-hmm. trusting in myself enough to act on my intuition is just giving me more gratification every single day. That's where that muscle memory comes in. It's giving me more of a sense of I can trust you. You know what you're doing and it's easier to act on that intuition time and time again. Where now it's to the point where it's like I just like Kara said, I trust my intuition enough where my life is so flexible to always come back to that. My intuition will never lead me in the wrong direction. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. So in our call, you talked about this visualization of like having an orb or an aura and energy bubble around myself that is made up of things that I want and or feelings and manifestations to come true. And it more being like my aura rather than thinking of these things as like far off in the future or way out there that I have to go and get more like, how can I show up with myself and my energy to attract these things to me? Almost less about as if time is this future thing that you're moving towards versus like all of this stuff out in the universe and in the world and attracting it to you like a magnet. I just found that really powerful. Um, Could you maybe go into that deeper and like why that works of letting things come to you versus like trying to get out there and go find them? Yeah. So that's when the conversation of force and chasing comes in. We never want to be chasing something because... I saw someone share about this on Instagram yesterday. If you're chasing something, that means that it's already running away from you. So we never want to be chasing something. We want things to be running to us. We want Mm. things to just kind of like visualizing yourself as a magnet, things being pulled to you. So for the both of you being a generator, and of course, everyone listening to this call is not going to fall under this category. But for generators specifically, just know that you are constantly responding to life. So it's not about what I'm excited and passionate about in three months. It's more about, okay, what is the energy that I want to be giving today? What can I be responding to today? What is lighting me up today? And knowing that as being a sacral being, when you're engaging in the things that light you up, that make you feel so excited and connected to yourself, you're naturally going to give off this aura, this energy of like, I'm so lit up by my life and people are attracted to that energy. So it's not always about the actual thing that you're doing. It's about the energy that you are bringing to whatever you're doing. I know that I've explained to you both. I've had people come to me and they're like, I had no idea who you were. I just came across your Instagram and I just felt this energy and I felt this pull towards you. 
And I found myself in that position for most of my life where like consciously, I didn't even realize again, I never go out and seek these healers and these other modalities. They just are pulled to me based on my resonance. So how to tap into that resonance? I mean, if you're a non-emotional, you're a natural empath. So you're like a sponge and you're intaking everyone's emotions. So thinking of yourself as I have a screen over me and I'm going to allow myself to know that other people's emotions are constantly being filtered through my body. So at the end of the day, if I'm feeling in a low, if I'm feeling in a bad mood, depressed, sad, whatever, knowing that most of the time these aren't my own emotions. So I'm going to put up a little shield. I'm going to put up that screen and know that if I want to protect my own energy and my own aura, I need to discern between having the self-awareness to know these feelings that I'm feeling aren't mine to keep. You know, we can also talk about the way that you manifest. You can either be a specific or a non-specific manifester. I think I think all of us are non-specific manifestors, whereas it's less about the specific thing that you're calling in and it's more about the feelings that you want to embody. So it's the feelings of love, the feelings of success, because we can be a little hands-off in the manifestation process. I think the biggest tool for calling in abundance, wealth, love, happiness, whatever you want to call in, is this feeling of like non-attachment, this feeling of openness, this feeling of space, this feeling of I want this and I can feel this in my body. But again, I'm not chasing it. It's like, I almost will tell myself, Rebecca, like the less that you think about it, the quicker that it gets to come in and the easier that it gets to come in. Yes, that deep rooted drive for whatever that thing is. If I'm really excited and lit up by it, it's not going anywhere. But having these feelings of non-attachment, that is how things just naturally, you know, be become attracted to you where you are truly stepping in that energy and that of being a magnet. And everything just goes back to what are the things in your life that you are right here, right now, pouring your energy into that are lifting you up, that are allowing you to embody this life force magnetic type of energy. Do more of that. Not everyone is going to find, you know, working out in the gym, lifting weights to be the most expansive thing for them. I love that for me. Other girls that I know, they're like, you will never catch me in the gym lifting weights. For them, it's Pilates. For other people, it's in a berries class. For other people, it's running. Like you have to find what you feel gravitated towards. Do more of that. Do less of the things that you feel like you should be doing. Do less of the things that you feel like, you know, I'm just doing them because of my subconscious patterns and behaviors and because I've always done it because this is what I'm comfortable with. That's how you will find that you step into this role of being a magnet. I love the gym example. That definitely resonated. So thank you for that. You're so welcome. What would you say is the number one reason people call come to you? Do you feel like they're feeling friction in their lives? Do you feel like they don't have a good understanding of who they are? And what advice yeah, do you have to anyone that is feeling like they don't fully understand themselves? I love this question because everyone comes to me with the same question. I'm lost. Who am I? What am I good at? And I just sit there and I just smile and I laugh because you already know 
You already know who you are. You just aren't accepting it. You already know what you're so naturally good at. You just don't see yourself as these things being a natural skill and gift of a gift of yours. So I find that half of the time it's me just empowering someone. It's me giving you that green light to go, to press start, to continue on this path that you know intrinsically is the right path for you. So on one side is that empowerment. On the other side is me being a guide and being a mirror for someone else and me reflecting back to them exactly what they need to see in themselves. Where a lot of times I'll say, you know, maybe you don't feel connected to this side of yourself right now. Maybe there's a little bit of like non-attachment there. And then they come back to me and they're like, oh no, actually I feel this, this, and this. And I'm like, see, you just weren't allowing yourself to see those sides of yourself, to see that level of understanding. That understanding has always been here. Sometimes it gets a little blocked by conditioning, by outside forces, by the subliminal messages that we all receive from the media, from our parents, from our friends, from people who aren't in our bodies. They don't know our life. They don't know how we feel inside. So it's up to me to be a catalyst, to be a mirror for someone, to reflect back to them. You already know what's up. You already feel everything that's happening within your body. Now we got to get you to open up to that sense of connection. And I can't remember the second part of the question that you asked me. I was just going to say what tips or advice you have for anyone who's feeling lost, if that is the biggest concern that Mm. people come to you with. Okay. So I actually love the feeling of things not aligning. And I will tell you why. There have been so many times in my life where I've been around people and I felt disconnected to myself. You know, I go out and I'm drinking alcohol or I'm eating certain foods and I just feel this sense of this loss of connection within myself. That is the most beautiful gift that you can have. If you can feel that something's off, that means you're already like going down the right direction because that sense of connection is always there. You can sense within your body this doesn't feel right, or I feel lost, but I I almost have this sense of I'm meant to be going in this other direction. So almost like coming across things that aren't aligned for you and having that feeling within your body is such a beautiful gift to have. Not everything that you do in your life is going to feel like, yes, I'm always on the right path. Like for the past seven years, I've known that I'm on the right path of discovering and finding out these deeper levels within myself. But I wasn't on the soul path until six months ago. Like I just wasn't. Of course, it was all a part of my path and it was meant to be there. And yes, I felt lost so many times. I had a period of time in my life where I'd quit my corporate job after working there for six months. And I kid you not, every day for three months, I stared at the wall and cried myself to sleep because I felt that I had this bigger purpose. And I knew that. I just didn't know how to act on it. So that's where I come in. I'm kind of like, I'm here to work with people who are those introspective seekers who are just now embarking on this journey of, I know there's more for me. I know that I meant for more. Then I also work with entrepreneurs and business owners who've been in the game who are very successful for 5, 10, 15 plus years, but are now starting to embark on this personal development journey of, okay, I've I've hit these accolades in my business. I've hit this level of success, but who am I? What brings me joy on a Tuesday afternoon when I don't have anything going on? Because I now I'm at this point in my life where I can truly relish in that peace and that freedom of I can do whatever the fuck I want. A lot of people don't really know themselves. So I work with people who are on so many different playing fields. We're all on our own journeys. But if you are having those feelings of I'm lost, you know, things aren't aligned, there's some friction, you're, you're on the right path, you're moving in the right direction. Because like, 
sometimes in life, things have to be bad before they get good. When it rains, the sun's coming after. So there's always that yin and yang type of energy there. I guess it's time to ask you our signature question. Rebecca, to you, what makes a good friend? There are so many things. There are so many things that make a good friend. And this has changed for me over the years. But for where I'm at right now, I want to say that what makes a good friend is acceptance. Acceptance for who you are, for where you are at in your journey, because not everyone is going to meet you for where you are at. I have friends who are on completely different life paths that that I am on. And I know that as long as I accept them for who they are and for wherever they're at, I don't always need to understand exactly what they're going through because a lot of my friends are going through things that on a soul level right now I can't connect with, but I love and accept them for wherever they're at. And to me, that's what makes a good friend, like true unconditional acceptance. I love that you answered from the point of view of how you can be a good friend, not to dog on any of our other guests, but I think every other guest has answered from the lens of how someone can be a good friend to them. And I think you're the first person that answered from how you can be a good friend to someone else. Wow. Well, guys, I must be really good at what I do. Literally. Because that's where the self-awareness comes in. Like I just talked about, I had a, I actually have an episode on my podcast that I just launched. I'm going to do a selfless plug here, The Joy Ride with Rebecca Joy. I have an episode coming out tomorrow, which is basically me exposing myself and me talking myself through this process of the struggle that I'm having right now with close friends in my life. Because I'm finding that, again, just like what I mentioned, there's a lot of things that my friends are going through, getting married, having babies, all these things that I don't want in my life right now. So I can't connect to them in that aspect. So how do I love and support them, even if I can't fully understand and connect with what they're going through because I can. And if I am consciously choosing to have this friend in my life, I need to learn to be there, to be there for them in a way that makes them feel love in the same way that I would want to feel on my end. That's so good. I resonate with that fully. And I love that you shared that. Okay. Well, speaking of you working with clients and people feeling lost, if someone wants to work with you or support you, how can people get in contact? How can they book? What other offerings do you have for someone listening? So right now, my offerings include individual chart readings, which are an hour. Individual chart readings, either virtually over Zoom or in person if you are local to the Austin, Texas area. I also offer connection chart readings. So let's say the two of you wanted to have a reading together. These are great for business partners, mother and daughter, best friends, partners and relationship, we go over your individual charts and then also how you overlap. So how together you create this whole new entity and identity. So connection chart offerings are available both virtually again and in person. Then I offer something called a clarity session. These are sold individually and also in a package of three where let's say you got your chart reading, but then you have so many more questions. You really want to dive deeper into your gifts and channels and what all of the astrological placements mean in your chart, or you're just at this crossroads and you just need some guidance. So I offer those clarity sessions, but my best offering, because this is where we really dive deep and start to truly implement your blueprint, your human design is through my coaching containers. So right now I'm offering three and six month long customized coaching containers, but I am just about to offer 
so much more to these coaching containers where I'm bringing on other healers and creators that I've worked with throughout my journey that are incredible. I'm now adding on a business strategist to my team who you will have a complimentary session with. I'm adding on my astrologist who's also well-versed in human design, but he goes over gene keys, numerology, somatics, goes over all of the placements in your astrological chart, which has helped me so much throughout my journey. And then I'm creating a new community platform. I'm offering subscriptions where you can get text check-ins from me throughout the month based on your individual chart. So that's all going to be included in these coaching containers. Because again, I'm like the foundation here, but there's so many other incredible people that I've utilized throughout my journey and I want my clients to have access to them as well. So that will all be included in my coaching containers, which are getting a refresh. So stay tuned for that. I will be sharing more information about those containers by the end of the month. And then on the lower end type of cost, um, I'm offering a new subscription, which is this text subscription where you will be getting a few texts a month from me, basically like check-in texts based on your human design chart reading. And I'm also going to be offering this incredible directory. So again, of creators and healers and coaches that I've worked with that are going to offer exclusive discounts and promo codes to my clients. But then I'm also creating this like community platform because throughout my journey, I wasn't always living in Austin, Texas, where I had access to this incredible wellness and spiritual community. I've lived in other places where the people around me just weren't aligned with what I was doing. So I've met such incredible people all throughout the US, where to me, I felt like this was really, really important for me to connect my people with people who not only live in your area, but across the US as well. So right now I offer those individual sessions, coaching containers, which again are getting kind of like a rebrand. And then also this subscription, which will be coming out in the next few weeks as well, which I'm super excited about. That's amazing. Congrats on all your business developments. And yeah, for anyone listening, the reading was definitely so worth it. And provides, like you said, so much clarity, just another great tool to have in your toolbox of knowing who you are and yeah, trusting your intuition, what you are, what you bring to the table. So love all that. Well, thank you, Rebecca, so much for being on. Any other plugs you want to say where people can find you on social media, your website? Yes. So I'm sure this will be included in the show notes, but my Instagram is my first and last name, Rebecca Weintraub. I'm trying to get more into TikTok, but I'm definitely an Instagram girly. My website is my full name, RebeccaJoyWeintraub.com. Just come and slide into my DMs. If you're interested, come and stalk my Instagram. You will learn a lot about me. You will feel into my energy. You will learn a lot about human design, but you can book directly on my website if you are interested in working with me. And the Joyride podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you find your podcasts. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Rebecca. It was a pleasure to have you. And thank you for sharing your knowledge, your time, your energy. I know how much Kara and I both really enjoyed our readings. So to anyone listening, definitely do a reading with Rebecca. You will learn so much. And yeah, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you for everyone listening. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. We want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys. We need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? Yes. So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.